Welcome to Main Menu for July 1st, 2011. I'm Jamie Pauls. This week we have two tech updates from Chase Crispin. Next, David Woodbridge of Vision Australia shows us how to add, sort, and remove items from the dock using a Mac. Then we visit with Doug Geoffrey about the release of WindowEyes 7.5.1.0. Following that, Jess Smith shows us how to use voiceover hotspots. Finally, David Tanner begins a two-part series on DocuScan Plus, Serotech's OCR product for the Mac and Windows. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu. Tech Update, a technology news segment heard on ACB Radio's Main Menu and Accessible World's Tech Talk. Hello, Main Menu and Tech Talk. This is Chase Crispin with the Tech Update for the week of June 13th, 2011. This Tech Update will air on Tech Talk on Monday, the 27th of June, 2011, but it will not air on Main Menu until next Friday. That's a week from the 24th. So there may be two Tech Updates heard on this Main Menu show. This week, I'd like to start off talking about GW Micro. They have made some quite exciting announcements this week. First, they have announced two apps... TB Enhance and Outlook Enhance. TB Enhance is an app that enhances Thunderbird, makes it more accessible. For those of you not familiar with it, Thunderbird is an email client made by Mozilla, the people that make Firefox. And Outlook Enhance adds some accessibility enhancements to Microsoft Outlook, an email program, and many other things. If you'd like to learn more about these apps or download them, visit gwmicro.com and click on the App Central link. GW Micro also made an exciting announcement about a new version of WindowEyes. This is WindowEyes version 7.5.1. This version of WindowEyes adds some new enhancements. It adds support for Firefox versions 4, 5, and 6, some enhanced support for Microsoft Word, and some other enhancements. WindowEyes 7.5.1 is a free update to anyone who is currently running WindowEyes 7.5. To learn more about WindowEyes 7.5.1 or to download it, please visit gwmicro.com. For the last few months, and shown at CSUN, Code Factory has been selling in Spain a product called TV Speak. This is a product that if your computer has a TV tuner card in it, you will be able to accessibly watch TV and get the TV guides on your computer. Code Factory has now released this product in the United States, so anyone in the United States with the TV tuner card can get this TV Speak software and have access to watch TV on your computer. In the United States, this product is being sold exclusively by Handy Tech North America. No price was given in the press release. To learn more about TV Speak, please visit handytech.us or codefactory.es. SeaMonkey 2.1 has been released. SeaMonkey is a accessible email client, web browser, and web page creator that is known to work with JAWS for Windows and some other screen readers. This product has now been updated to version 2.1. If you'd like to learn more about this free product, please visit seamonkey-project.org. That's S-E-A-M-O-N-K-E-Y-P-R-O-J-E-C-T.org. 
The final item, which was submitted by a Tech Update listener this week, is something that is related to Facebook. For any of you that have a Facebook account, you should be aware of a new but quickly spreading scam that is spreading exclusively through Facebook. This scam will offer you to watch a video on Facebook, and if you click on the link for PC users, it will tell you you need the latest version of Flash to watch this video, and Mac users, it will tell you you need to click a button to install some security fixes. In both cases, what was promised doesn't end up being installed, and you get a malicious software installed that will redirect your web browser every few minutes to a page and do other things to mess up your computer. Again, this is only if you click on the link in Facebook and then you click to either on Mac fix the security problems or in Windows download Flash Player. Facebook is working to stop this scam, but will not comment as to why it is so difficult to stop. If you see a link to watch a video on your Facebook, please do not click on it. And if you do, do not click on the install Flash Player or the fix security problems link on that page, as this will install a scam on your computer. This will conclude the tech update for Main Menu and Tech Talk for the week of June 13th, 2011. I'm Chase Crispin. Thank you for listening to this week's tech update. If you have any comments or anything you would like to see added to next week's tech update, please call the tech update comment line at 206-337-4383 and be sure to listen to next week's Main Menu and Tech Talk. The following program was produced by Vision Australia. Visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. In this demonstration, I want to show you how to add an item to the dock, sort the item on the dock, and remove the item from the dock. My MacBook is on, voiceover is running. Let's go to the desktop first by pressing Shift VOD, remembering that VO is actually the control and option keys held down together. So Shift VOD for desktop. Desktop, Macintosh HD, selected volume. Jump to my Applications folder by pressing Shift Command A. Applications, list view, table, no selection. Interact with the table by pressing Shift VO down arrow. Interact with list view, table, row 1 of 48. I'm going to jump down to the application that I want to add. The application starts with AP, so I'm just going to type in AP. App Store Expense Monitor app. And then I'm going to press Shift Command T to add that item to the dock. Add to dock. Let me close all these windows with Option Command W. Close all. Now in Desktop, Macintosh HD, Selected Volume. Let's go to the dock with VOD for dock. Mac dock Finder. Running, 1 of 35. And let me type in AP and see if we jump to that application that I just added. Um, App Store Expense Monitor, 26 of 35. And there it is. I'm actually going to move that item now to the left by holding down Option Command and pressing left arrow. App Store Expense Monitor, move to the left of Numbers. And I can keep going to the left with Option Command left arrow. App Store Expense Monitor, move to the left of Adium. App Store Expense Monitor, move to the left of Keynote. And of course, if I wanted to go to the right, I would do Option Command right arrow. App Store Expense Monitor, move to the right of Keynote. App Store Expense Monitor, move to the right of Adium. And so on. And that's the way you can actually organize all the items on the dock by putting them in the spot 
that you wish to use them in. I'm actually going to remove that item now. First of all, I'm going to check where my voiceover cursor is focused on by pressing VOF3. App Store Expense Monitor is in the voiceover cursor. And I'm indeed on the right application. I'm going to go to my context menu by pressing Shift VOM. Menu, two items. VO down arrow. Options, sub menu. Select that sub menu by pressing VO spacebar. Options, sub menu, three items. Remove from dock. And we're going to remove it from the dock by pressing VO spacebar on that option. Closing, closing menu. And that's how you add, organize, and remove items from the dock. I hope this session has been of some use to you. If you've got any other questions about anything to do with the accessibility options in Apple products, please contact the Adaptive Technology Help Desk at Vision Australia on 1300 847 466. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. The preceding program was produced by Vision Australia. Visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. This week I'm visiting with Doug Joffrey of GW Micro, and we're talking about Windows 7.5.1.0. So Doug, again, welcome back to Main Menu, and I assume that that number maybe should tell us something about uh, maybe more frequent up updates. Is that a good uh, guess? Yes. Well, first of all, Jamie, thanks for having me on here. But absolutely, our, our our philosophy now is to try to have more frequent upgrades to keep up. Applications are changing all the times, and of course, we're all the time we're finding problems in window eyes and things like that. We need to get these this out quicker to users and not wait so long between versions. So, seven point five came out in March. This is now June, so we're looking at like three months that we came out with that. So I'd like to keep this cycle going, and then obviously still be working on the major releases as well. Right. Okay. Very good. So um, what, what are some things that users will notice with the, the newest upgrade? Well, hopefully the, the biggest thing is stability. I mean, we're always working on stability. That will never end. Trying to get a screen reader to work in all Windows operating systems and everything is quite a task to begin with. But we, we want to make sure we get things stable. And again, that's the reason to have more frequent upgrades as well. But along with stability, we added a few other enhancements as well. Again, no big features because this is a free upgrade to 7.5 users. It is a maintenance release. First thing you'll notice if you're an Outlook user, we included a new app, which even 7.5 users could use, but we now include this with the 7.5.1, is Outlook Enhance. It's an app that will just enhance your Outlook experience, regardless of what version of Outlook you're using, from Outlook 2000 all the way up to Outlook 2010. But it allows you to, at least in 2010, they, Microsoft kind of changed a little bit about how the inbox is, is being used, for example. This particular app will allow you to customize what you do and don't want to hear in that inbox. So there's some UI that allows you to change that UI by user interface. So a dialog comes up, allows you to change how you want to hear different things, what you do and don't want to hear, that kind of thing. It also enhances uh, your contacts. If you're using contacts within Outlook, now when you go to search for contacts, things like that, the experience is much better. It speaks as you're starting to type. If you wanted to find Doug Joffrey, you might type G-E-O and Outlook would immediately highlight 
probably my name. Mm -hmm. So in that case, it will now speak it automatically. Also, if you hit enter on a contact and it gives you all the gory details, you can hit a hotkey that pops up our dialogue that makes it much quicker to be able to get to the heading, to the entry that you want. In Outlooks, not all of them have shortcut keys, so it takes several tabs to get to where you want to be to get a phone number or whatever. Just makes it much, much easier. Also, attachments. In Outlook, especially with 2007 and on up, it's a little bit awkward to get to your attachments where now you just hit a hotkey, boom, our dialogue pops up with all the hotkeys. You can save them, open them, whatever you want to do. We also give you a quick key to, although again, you can do this in Outlook, but a quick key that just takes you immediately into your browser. So if you've opened up an HTML email, just hit a hotkey and bam, you're right in your browser and you're reading it there, which gives you a little bit better experience with HTML messages than using the word rendering tool, which, which Outlook 2007 and on up force you to use. We also added in a Thunderbird enhanced app that basically enhances Thunderbird as well. So in this case, it allows for Alt-1 to Alt-7 to be able to read the message fields like we've had for Outlook and Outlook Express for some time. Automatically maximizes the Thunderbird window when it comes up so you have a better reading experience. It access to the mailbox column headers and things like that to be able to, to manipulate some of those things. Autocomplete support now. So if you're typing an email address, it will automatically read the autocomplete section of that. Support for using default tabbed message uh, views. So if you're just going between the different tabbed messages that you might have open, you can do that. We also added uh, additional support for Firefox. We know Firefox is coming out with versions quicker than any other <laughs> application I've ever heard of. Yeah. But um, you know, at the time, I think we released 7.5. I think was it 4 just came out or something, and that had some issues. And now 5 has just come out, 6 is out there, 7 is out there. We've tested with all of those. We feel that we've now got Firefox support for 4, 5, 6, and 7. We basically did that by using some IA2 support that we're going to be greatly enhancing over time as well to be as more applications are starting to use that technology to, to get themselves exposed to the outside world. We also suggest um, if you are a Firefox user, we, you know, I think with version 4 is when they started using the Direct2D technology, which basically writes directly to the video card, which will bypass any screen reader that has an off-screen model, allowing you to review the text as a, from an off-screen model, maybe review the text with the mouse pointer and things like that. We're suggesting, and we have a KB article that we that we developed or that we wrote up that shows you how you can disable that Direct2D within Firefox so that if you want to get rid of that, it, the only downside would be, yes, technically it uses a few more milliseconds to write the data to the screen, but otherwise there's no advantage to a blind user to use the Direct2D technology anyway. So we have a nice KB article that shows you how you can disable that in all versions of Firefox if you want to. Um, just a few more. We got IE9 support. We've enhanced that some. We we know that when 7.5 came out, that was our first release to support IE9. There was some regressions in there where headings weren't coming through correctly. So you'd go to some pages that had headings. You tried to jump to them, and you weren't really going to the heading. We would tell you the right number of headings, but when you went to go jump to them, we weren't taking you to the right line. That's been resolved. Um, selecting text within edit boxes, that was not always working reliably. That should now be working well as well. And just general stability enhancements and things like that with IE9. We resolved many user interface issues. There were quite a few places where the user interface wasn't doing what it was supposed to be doing. Again, that was a massive change for us in 7.5. We believe we have resolved all of those issues. Within Office, we've done a few other things. Um, this has always been the problem since we had our word enhanced support. For example, you're typing away and you hit Control-B to turn on bold. 
because of some of the calls that we were making to the to the object model of Word to be able to get the information about the line and things like that, a lot of times Word would reset that bold. So you would do a control B and Windowize would say bold on, but then from underneath you, bam, it would turn back off again. Mm. We've resolved that problem, so now that that's gone. We've again increased the speed of it. 7.5 made a huge speed improvement with using Office or Word in general. Uh, we've even enhanced that a little more with 7.5.1. The Word uh, verbosity in 7.5 actually wasn't even allowing you to save those settings. That is now working correctly, so you can actually set your Word ver verbosity the way you want it. Uh, Excel's fine dialogue sometimes would take a long time to come up for some people. That was an MSA issue on Excel side that we worked around, so that no longer is an issue. For some users, Outlook would freeze when it received email, especially if you're using the Exchange server. We found this from some people where you're just going away doing your thing, but when Outlook in the background would receive email, Outlook would just freeze. That, again, was an MSA bug on Outlook side that we were able to work around, so that problem is now gone. In scripting, just a couple more things. Scripting, we've added a few new objects out there. You know, just some some minor type objects that let you do some cool things, and we've cleaned up a lot of the um, known issues that we were told about as far as some scripting properties, objects, methods, things like that that weren't doing what they're supposed to. There's not that many of them because uh, actually the scripting object model is very good, but we did clean up a couple of those. And just in general, resolve many many issues. And if you look at the README file for 751, it goes through all of the changes, and you can easily get that by going to our main webpage, gwmicro.com. And off there, there's a Windowize link. Select that. Off of that, there's a version history link. And um, that will show you all the readmes for all versions, but it will also allow you to go look at the current readme. Also off the main page, there's a link that just tells you that 751 has been released. You click on that, and that will also get you there quickly to be able to see all the changes in the 751. But again, this is a free upgrade to 7.5 users. If you're pre-7.5, it's the same cost that it would have cost you to upgrade to 7.5. So depending on how old your version is, would warrant what that cost is. But 7.5 users can download this immediately. And if you're running Windowize, you should have already been told about it. This came out Tuesday, the what, the 21st, I guess mm -hmm. it was. Right. So that's when we announced it to the world. So your Windowize on launch should have immediately told you about it. You can always go to the help menu of Windowize and do the check for update. That will also tell you about it and allow you to download that free upgrade. All right. Well, it sounds like there's a lot there. So I'd like to thank you for visiting with us. And we'll definitely have you back, certainly, um, when 8.0 hits the street. Uh, definitely. So thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you. Hello everybody, this is Jess Smith and today I'm going to talk to you about hotspots and how to use them with uh, voiceover on the Macintosh. Now what are hotspots and what are they used for? Hotspots are a quick way of getting to certain areas of your screen. Uh, these can be areas within an application these can be folders that you want to go to, anything that you uh, like, really. You have 10 hotspots that you can set up, and uh, we're gonna, I'm going to show you how to do that right now. I'm going to show you how to, why you would want to take advantage of them and uh, how you go about managing them. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to load my mail application. Mail, 8673. And it's uh, downloading my mail. And um, I'm sure if you're anything like I am and you're a busy emailer, you probably have two or three different accounts for your mailboxes. 
Well, I don't know about you, but uh, sometimes it gets a little bit tedious to have to scroll over to the mailboxes table, interact with it, and then voice over left and right until you find the mailbox that you want. Well, with hotspots, what you can do is create a hotspot for every single mailbox so that with one keystroke, whether you're in the Finder, whether you're in iChat or whatever you use, you can hit this one keystroke and you can get instantly you can instantly get back to your mailbox. Mail. So Mail. what I'm gonna do is voice over to left to the mailboxes table. I'm gonna interact with it. Interact with mailboxes table, row two, selected, column one, inbox, mailbox group. And there we go, my mail has been downloaded. So voiceover right now it says inbox. But I've got three accounts here. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to the right. Roadrunner, mailbox, 8300, level 2. And there we go. I've got my first account here. And I'm going to set a hotspot so that from anywhere, I can immediately get back to my Roadrunner mailbox or my uh, Gmail inbox. So I'm on the Roadrunner mailbox right now. What I'm going to do is I'm going to press VO, Shift, and the number 1. Saved as hotspot one. And Alex says saved as hotspot one. Now that I've done that, I'm going to go over to my Gmail account. Gmail mailbox. And what I'm going to do is save that as hotspot two. Saved as hotspot two. And also what I'm going to do, just to make life a little bit easier for me, I'm going to stop interacting with the mailboxes table. I'm going to go over to my messages table. Vert messages table. And I'm going to save this as Hotspot 3. Saved as Hotspot 3. And the way I did that was I hit Control and Option, and then Shift, and then the number that I wanted. So you can um, save your hotspots using numbers 1 to 0. And you got to be careful because uh, <laughs> you can run out, the, run out of them pretty quickly. So what I'm going to do to demonstrate how this works is I'm going to load up... Safari. I'm going to Google load up Safari, and I'm going to type in something here. HTML content. Okay, there we go. I'm in Safari. Web. Images. And let's just say, for example, that a new message has come into my Gmail account. Well, instead of command tabbing, I can just hit control option and the number two. Mail. Gmail. Mailbox. Edit text. And there we go. I am in the Gmail inbox, and if I hit Control Option 3, Messages table, no selection, interact with Messages table. I am now in the Messages table for my Google account inbox. Car Quinn, subject, NY Times technology coverage on the Looktel Money Reader app. And this, uh, again, let me just uh, reiterate, this is only displaying because I hit Control Option 2, for setting the hotspot for my Gmail account, it has command tabbed over to mail, scrolled to the mailboxes table, interacted with it, scrolled down to the Gmail account, and put me there just instantly without me having to do anything but hit control option two. Vert mailboxes and table one it, row selected, column one, Gmail mailbox. There you go. Now, uh, the final thing I'm gonna show you messages is I'm running out of hotspots what what am I using these hotspots for anyway well there's a simple way to find that out what you do is you press a number of the hotspot that you want twice 
to get into your hotspots menu. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to press VO and then the number one two times. Road, hotspot chooser menu, five items. Okay, hotspot chooser menu, five items. So let's see what they are here. I'm just going to use my up and down arrows to review what I've got. One, mail, roadrunner mailbox, 83 unread edit text. Two, mail, Gmail mailbox. Three, mail, scroll area. And number three, that mail, the scroll area, uh, just means that's the messages table. Let's see what the other two are that I've got. Nine, inactive Van Rilo. Zero, inactive Amadeus Pro, playback control button. So, let's just say I don't use Amadeus Pro anymore. I don't really care about this hotspot. How do I get rid of it? It's simple. You press the VO keys, and then you press shift, and then the number of the hotspot that you want to get rid of. Saved as hotspot, removed hotspot zero. So there you go. And if I wanted to get rid of uh, the one for Ventrilo, you would just, uh, I, I would do the same thing. You would do, um, let's see, what, what was Ventrilo? It was, I think it was hotspot nine. So you would just hold down the VO keys, press the shift key, and then press the nine key twice. Removed hotspot nine. That's how you go about saving and removing hotspots. And uh, there's one final thing I want to show you. If you are needing to monitor a hotspot, what you can do is you can watch it for changes. So let's say you're uh, downloading a file in Safari and you want to go off and, and do something else while your file is downloading. What you can do is have that hotspot tell you when uh, the downloading is of your file is complete. So how do we monitor a hotspot? We press VO, Command, Shift, and then the number. And what you'll get is... Watching Hotspot 2. Watching Hotspot, and then the hotspot number. And if you want to turn the hotspot monitoring off for that hotspot, you just uh, press the same keystrokes again. VO, Command, Shift, and your number. No longer watching Hotspot 2. So, that really, folks, is all there is to Hotspots. It just is a great way of saving time and a lot of extra keystrokes. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you want to contact me, you can contact me on Skype at PianoMagic88, all one word. I'll be happy to answer any questions about the Mac and, and hotspots. If you would like to email me, you can email me at jesman598 at triad.rr.com. Or you can get in contact with me via Twitter. My Twitter name is Jess Smith, J-E-S-S-M-I-T-H. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and enjoy your hotspots. Tech Update, a technology news segment heard on ACB Radio's main menu in Accessible World's Tech Talk. Hello, main menu in Tech Talk. This is Chase Crispin with the Tech Update for the week of June 27, 2011. There are two items for this week's Tech Update, and both relate to Freedom Scientific. First, Freedom Scientific has released a new update to JAWS. This is JAWS for Windows 12.0.1167. This is a free update to all JAWS 12 users. This fixes a couple bugs with Braille displays, Microsoft Word 2010, as well as a fix to make some buttons display correctly on some web pages. 
JAWS 12 should automatically notify you to download this update, but if you would like to learn more, you can visit freedomscientific.com. The other Freedom Scientific news item this week is Freedom Scientific is now the distributor in the United States for the Plex Talk Pocket PTP1 digital talking book player and recorder. This is made by Shinano Kenshi Corporation in Japan. Freedom Scientific is now selling this DTB player, and they are selling it with the ability to download books over Wi-Fi. They are selling it for an introductory price of $275 until October 31st, when the price will raise to $349. Included in the Plex Talk Pocket from Freedom Scientific, you will be able to receive audio editing software that will allow you to synchronize recordings on the Plex Talk with notes you have made on your Freedom Scientific PacMate device. This software will always come free with all Plex Talk Pockets from Freedom Scientific. To learn more about the Plex Talk Pockets sold by Freedom Scientific, or to purchase one, please visit www.freedomscientific.com. This will conclude the tech update for Main Menu and Tech Talk for the week of June 27, 2011. I'm Chase Crispin. Thank you for listening to this week's Tech Update. If you have any comments or anything you would like to see added to next week's Tech Update, please call the Tech Update comment line at 206-337-4383 and be sure to listen to next week's Main Menu and Tech Talk. Well, good evening and welcome to a review of DocuScan Plus from Ceratech Corporation. I'm David Tanner, your host for this review and demonstration of the DocuScan software. We'll be looking at DocuScan both in Windows and in the Apple Macintosh. Most of the demonstration and review will be done in Windows with a portion done in the Mac to show you how it also works in the Mac. One reason for doing that is because it is now available for both Windows and Mac. And for those of you who uh, are Mac users, you'll be glad to know that on the Mac side, it's using the voiceover software for its speech output. On the Windows side, you uh, who are using it in Windows will be using the system access software to voice all the menus and do all the reading uh, of DocuScan Plus and the Windows side. So regardless of which side you are on, you have complete access with speech and with Braille output. You also have refreshable Braille output on both Windows and on the Apple side. And on the Apple side, it'll be controlled by whatever Braille displays work with the Apple. And on the Windows side, you'll find that there are a number of Braille displays that are supported by DocuScan Plus and System Access, but not necessarily as many as are supported on the Apple side. A bit of a background before we get into our demonstration, just to tell you that DocuScan Plus originally came from DocuScan, which has been a part of the software produced by Saratech for many years. It was even available back in the days of Freedom Box. You could add DocuScan to the Freedom Box software for $150. It wasn't a real sophisticated software at the time. All you could do was basically uh, scan a document, read it with speech, 
and save it as a text file. It was really about all you could do. You couldn't spell check it. You could edit it, but that was about it. You could scan it, edit it, save it. And, but it was hey, it was better than nothing and uh, a whole lot cheaper than the competition that was out there for $1,000 or more. Um, so for some people, they thought that was good enough and hey, they could read their mail that way. And if that was all they needed to do was uh, read mail or check a document just to find out what it was, that might have worked out just fine for you. But as time went along, Last summer, summer of 2010, Saratech said, you know what, we're going to do something with DocuScan. We're going to make DocuScan Plus and add a bunch of features to it, and that's what they've done. Back in the end of November 2010, they came out with DocuScan Plus for Windows. And then just at the end of April of this year, 2011, they came out with DocuScan for the Mac. And so we're going to take a look at the major features and most of the features of DocuScan Plus. We'll do most of it in Windows and a little bit on the Apple so you can see how it works on the Apple and see that they're very similar how they operate and their features and so forth, how their menus are set up and so forth on both sides. And so we are going to get into that review here momentarily. I do want to mention to you that the first portion of the review, the audio is a little bit troublesome uh, however i've tried to correct that as much as possible and the remainder should be just fine thanks for listening and here is the review We are currently now in Windows 7. I'm using System Access, the latest version of System Access. And we are going to uh, be running the Windows version of the DocuScan Plus software here in Windows. And it's because we do have a full System Access uh, package on this computer, the simplest way to get to DocuScan Plus is to bring up the System Access menu with our, our caps lock and hitting the letter F. System Access menu. Connect to the System Access mobile network. And in S. case you're not familiar with that voice, that is one of the Ivona voices, which is an add-on that you can purchase to go with your system access or with your uh, DocuScan Plus and um, it's uh, kind of a nice voice I think uh, my personal opinion of course and that is quite a subjective and we're gonna go ahead now moving down our menu to DocuScan Plus preferences DocuScan Plus and there D. it is menu closed DocuScan Plus, DocuScan Plus, one simple scan. Okay, and that quickly we're into DocuScan Plus, and uh, we are using here a uh, laptop computer connected to our mixer. And actually, this is about a three year old laptop. It is actually a MacBook Pro that is about three years old, has four gig of memory on it, installed Windows 7 Pro installed here, and and as I say, the latest version of System Access and DocuScan Plus. And let's take a look at our menu here. Number one is Simple Scan, and I'm going to tab down. Back scan link. 
and number two is batch scan and auto hyphen read scan link auto read scan scan a PDF file link and our first fourth choice is scan a PDF manage documents link manage documents help link help back to the start simple scan link and back to the start back to simple scan so that's our very simple main menu um, let's go down I'm gonna go down and show you real quickly jumping to the end help link I want to go down and take a look at help so let's go in there and just show you new window docuscan plus for windows heading colon table of contents one welcome to docuscan plus all right and there's welcome to docuscan plus and um, well we'll let you hear that welcome to docuscan plus welcome to docuscan plus information in this document including url and other internet website references is subject to change without notice the most current help documentation for this product can always be found at http colon slash slash help .net. apostrophe s docuscan plus offers high quality optical character recognition left there an ocr right there and to convert the printed page into text that can be read aloud by your computer in a it can read many PDF files that otherwise cannot be read. This is accomplished either by opening an email attachment received through the SAMnet email client from a website when using the SAMnet browser, or by opening the file after first saving it to your hard drive. Once your scanned paper or PDF documents have been recognized, DocuScan Plus will allow you to convert these documents to DAISY books, MP3 files, or BRF files for use with an Taker or Braille embosser. Heading colon user comments. Heading colon Don Shelley colon DocuScan Plus, I am reading the Welcome to DocuScan Plus section. I love the simplicity and clarity of this brief introduction and how it describes the various features. Readers will be led to explore the other sections of the help posted on November 25, 2010. Okay, so that just gives, that gives you an idea what the uh, introduction is like there. And let's uh, back back out of that. DocuScan Plus 6 help link visited. And let's go back in new window DocuScan and, well let's go see what uh, a simple scan is because that's our first choice on the menu let's go see what a what a simple scan is welcome to DocuHoverCam T5V supported scanners accessing DocuScan Plus link using DocuScan Plus using DocuScan Plus without an internet connection simple scan link all right let's get an explanation as to what simple scan is simple scan DocuScan Plus is intuitive and easy to use and has options appropriate for every type of scanning you you might wish to perform when launching DocuScan Plus. You apostrophe LLC each of the options available to you, and you can navigate the list of options with your tab or arrow keys. Press Enter on the option you apostrophe D like to use. Note that each option is also preceded by a number, and you can press the number of the option you want in order to launch it. Heading colon Simple Scan. The Simple Scan option lets you quickly scan one or more pages of text. Just place the document with the print facing down against the glass of your scanner and close the scanner apostrophe S lid for best results. Don apostrophe T worry if the document is upside down or sideways. DocuScan Plus will scan your material and it will also let you know its orientation. This is convenient when sharing documents with others or when you need to first read and then sign an important piece of paper. Press the quote continue quote button when you apostrophe re ready and DocuScan Plus will do the rest. Once the page is scanned you will find a button to edit the text you have just scanned. You can 
edit manually if you like. And DocuScan Plus also offers a feature to help you find mistakes. Just press F7 for a spell checker. If you have additional pages to scan, simply press the quote scan next page quote button. If the current page did an apostrophe T come out as clearly as you would like, choose the quote rescan this page quote button after making any adjustments to the paper and scanner. Once all pages have been scanned and recognized, choose the quote save document quote button. You will be prompted for a name to give the current project. Type in a name that will help you remember the material you apostrophe V just scanned and press enter to save your work. Note that when you save a document at this stage, it is stored online and not on your local hard drive. There are several methods for saving the document to your local computer or to a portable device, which will be discussed later. If you wish to discard all scanning done thus far, press the quote start over quote button. You will be prompted colon by a box asking quote are you sure you want to permanently lose this document and start over question quote if you are sure press enter on the ok button or tab once to the cancel button if you do not wish to lose your scanned pages comment on this section previous topic colon using docuscan plus without an internet connection all right so there was our explanation of what a simple scan is and um Let's go now and uh, let's come out of help. DocuScan Plus 6 Help. Link. And I came out Visit of DocuScan Plus Help just by hitting the escape key. And now I'm just going to arrow back up to my first choice, which is Simple Scan. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Link colon. Simple Scan. All right. And now I'm at Simple Scan. I'm going to hit Enter. New window. Simple Scan. The Simple Scan option lets you quickly scan one or more pages of text. Just press the quote continue quote button and DocuScan Plus will do the rest. Once the page is scanned, you will find buttons for editing the text you have just scanned and a button for you to start scanning the next page. There are also buttons for the quick rescanning of the same page and the button for saving your work is one thousand away from the rescan button. You can always choose the quote start over quote button if you have made a mistake and you don apostrophe t want to take the time to edit the document manually. Continue. All right, so isn't that nice? If you, particularly if you're a beginner, you couldn't ask for much more help, uh, straightforward help, uh, when you come into the simple scan and you've just started, and this is your maybe your first or second or so time using the uh, software, and it ends up putting you on the continue button, which all you'll need to do is use the space bar, and you'll be ready to, you'll start going, and let's see if there's anything else actually there. Oh. See, no nope. other links or form fields. Nope, that's our no only other links choice. Or form fields. So we are on the continue button. So I'm going to hit the space bar. Scanning the page semicolon. Please wait. This may take a minute. And I am using a Canon LIDE 200 scanner. Processing the page semicolon. Please wait. This may take a minute. And this page is right hyphen side hyphen up. I like way. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley has never had the problem when it comes to speaking his mind. Indeed, whether you apostrophe re-discussing his Hall of Fame playing days when he famously made waves by announcing that he and his fellow athletes should not be role models or his current occupation as an analyst for TNT Sports. Barkley apostrophe's career has been punctuated by his refreshingly candid opinions regardless of the topic hyphen hyphen sports, politics, business, life, race or relationships hyphen hyphen Barkley always has an interesting, honest and often humorously blunt observation to offer. Barkley discussed the current state of the NBA with Athlon Sports, 
Athlon Sports, colon. When you see an explosive young player like Blake Griffin, what comes to mind? Question. Barkley colon. He apostrophe s very, very talented. He apostrophe s fun to watch. And when he really learns to play, he apostrophe s going to be scary. He needs to learn how to play basketball. Right now he apostrophe s playing the game on 100% talent. But he needs to learn how to play the game of basketball. That apostrophe s the hardest part. Left brain of a player apostrophe s progression right brain. Does it help or hinder his progress that he plays for the Clippers? A team that has been spinning its wheels for so long question? The Clippers have a bunch of talent. One thing you have to give them credit for is that they apostrophe V drafted a lot of really good players. But they don't apostrophe T re hyphen sign anybody because they want to use the NBA as strictly a money hyphen making tool. You have another young power forward in Kevin Love who appears to know how to play the game. Leading the NBA in rebounding by a large margin. What do you think of Kevin Love question? Kevin Love is fun to watch play. People have a different perception of reality because we live in the ESPN generation. Blake Griffin is having a terrific season, but Kevin Love is having a better season. He apostrophe s averaging about the same number of points and he apostrophe s getting more rebounds. But because of the ESPN thing where you see a bunch of left and Griffin right brand dunks, you will an apostrophe t realize that Kevin Love is having a monster year. He apostrophe s relentless. You don't apostrophe t get 15 rebounds a game unless you apostrophe re relentless. Button colon edit. Button colon scan next page. Button colon change settings. Button colon re hyphen scan this page. Button colon save document. Button colon start over. All right, so we heard the incomplete document and then we heard all of our menu choices. And at this point, now that we've scanned the document, which you see got automatically read to us, we have uh, a number of choices here. Save document. But we can save the document. Re hyphen scan this page. We button. can rescan the page. Change settings. Button. We can change settings. And that's gonna gives you everything from um, uh, being able to um, to change the scanner and a number of other things. Scan next page. Button. We can scan the next page. Edit. Button. We can edit the page we have here. Jumping to the end. Start over. And button. so, our, again, our uh, choices. Back to the start. Edit. Button. Edit. Scan next page. Scan button. next page. Change settings. Change button. settings. Re-hyphen scan this page. Rescan this page. Save document. Button. Save document. Start over. Button. And start over. All right. Let's look save at here. Save document. Button. And what happens if we choose save document? Document name colon. Editable text blank. All right. There's where we would put in our document name, and we're just gonna call this uh, Charles C H A R L E S space Barkley B A R K L E Y save button save to this computer only button save as large print to this computer only button back to the start document name colon editable text Charles Barkley alright so we we put our document name in and then we tab save button we can save right then and if we save now it's going to save to our account uh, on the cloud on the system access um, the DocuScan uh, cloud and in our account and then we can go back and find it there anytime we want and whether it's uh, within uh, DocuScan for Windows or we if we're using 
happen to be somewhere using DocuScan for Apple, which we'll take a look at in a little while. We could go and reopen this document there. Um, so, let's see. What else can we do? Save to this computer only. But All right, we could save to this computer only. Then it won't be on the cloud, but we'll have it on our local computer that we're using. And that's the only place. Save as large print to this computer only. And we can save as large print to this computer only. All right. All right. Um, let's do this. Save to this computer only. But let's save to this computer only. Save to this computer. File name colon. Edit combo box. Charles Barkley dot RTF. Okay. And we, we are going to save to this computer and we're going to save it as an RTS file. Let's see here. Save as type colon. Drop hyphen down list. RTF documents. Okay, we can save as an RTF. Let's see how else we can save it. Let's see if there's other ways that we can save it. Let's use our our alt down arrow and see it and we'll open this. List opened. Well, right now our only choice is to save it as an RTF. But because they do have a uh, selection list format here, I'm guessing that later on they will may add additional formats, but right now the only way can, we can sell it is a, a RTF rich text format file. But um, that does retain some bit of of the formatting of the document, so that's not all bad. Alright, let's tab on a, again. Toolbar. Hide folders button. Save button. Uh, cancel button. Toolbar. Desktop. Search downloads. Search box. Editable text. Blank. Alright, let's see. Search downloads. Where do we want to save this? Less weed. I don't think we want to save it in downloads. Items view. List. Ruby handheld video magnifier.rt. Ruby handheld video magnifier.rtf. 3. David Banner. Closed. 4 of 15. Let's see what we've Home got. group. Closed. Libraries. Closed. There's libraries. Opened. Documents. Closed. There's documents. My, opened. My documents. Closed. We're going to save it in my documents. Opened. And so we found my documents. I'm going to hit enter here. And folder. Items view. List my music. Date modified colon. What name? Split button. My music. Folder. Three. My documents. Opened. Alright. Folder. Items view. List my music. Date modified colon. Name. Split button. File name colon. Edit combo box. Ruby handheld video. Save as type colon. Drop hyphen down list. RTF documents. Two bar. Save button. Alt plus Alright, and we're going to go ahead and, and save it. Save document. Saving. Saving document. Can't doc you scan plus. The document has been saved. OK button. And it tells us that it's been saved. Doc you scan plus. Space bar. Simple scan. Link. And we're back now at the main menu on our first choice, which was scan simple document and heading level one link colon simple scan simple Visit scan it. and 
That's what a simple scan is all about. We can do one page. We can do more than one page. We can edit the document. We can save it. Uh, we can save it on our local computer. We can save it on our local computer as a large print document. And we could also then save it on the cloud and be able to access it from this computer or any other computer where we might have a copy of DocuScan. What I want to do now is take a quick look and let you see some of the preferences you can set for your DocuScan. And as I said, we are using a full system access here, so you're going to hear it say system access preferences. But if you were just using DocuScan Plus by itself, you would hear it say DocuScan Plus preferences. So again, I'm going to use my caps lock and the F. System access menu. Connect and to the system we're going to go down to S. Preferences, preferences, which is our second choice, and I'm going to hit enter there. System access preferences, system access preferences, one, general preferences. And our first choice is general preferences, and we'll run through that real quickly and just give you an idea what there. General preferences, key echo, checkbox, checked. And we have key echo, and that box is checked. So when we type, we'll hear key echo. Word echo, checkbox, not checked. We're not going to hear word echo. Link alert type colon, list stone, one of three. And links uh, are going to be indicated uh, by a tone. Optional messages colon, list alternate voice. And if there are messages, they're going to be uh, said in an alternate voice. Read tooltips colon, list always. Always three read tooltips. Simplified menus, checkbox, not checked. And we're not using the simplified menus, we're using the regular menus. Working sound colon, list click. Okay, there is uh, a choice of sounds that you can hear. Uh, when there's processing going on, I've chosen to use click. Our other choices off, are three, off, three. Click. Classic. or One classic, which would be um, a set of tones that get played, and we're going to put it back on click. Click. Two of three. Because that way we do know that some processing is going on. Make the system access browser the default browser button. Okay. Now that we wouldn't be worrying about if we were just using uh, just DocuScan Plus, so we'll go on. Okay. But and there's our OK button. System access preferences one. General preferences link. And we'll let's go down to number two. Text hyphen to hyphen speech preferences link. And here's our text to speech preferences. Prefs hyphen text to speech dot html. Text hyphen to hyphen speech engine colon. Drop hyphen down list Ivona. And right now our speech engine that we've chosen is Ivona. And I'm going to hold down the Alt key and hit my down arrow to open this list. List open Ivona. And our top choice on my system here is Ivana and we have a couple of extra voices that we've purchased to go along with the system access and so you're going to see those as we go down and I'll tell you which ones are optional uh, and an extra charge the Ivana. Neo speech voice text. Neo speech voice text is also an optional does not come with the the original purchase unless you purchase it extra. Eloquence Eloquence is also an extra and um, it's um, probably the cheapest of the extras. The Havana and 
opened up the um, the voice text are about $75 each. Uh, the the eloquence, I believe, is around uh, $49. Um, don't quote me on that for sure, but when I purchased it, it seemed like it was around $49. All right, let's go on down. Phonics Deck Talk, Leather and Udotas, English, Right Print. Phonics Deck Talk, and that is the default voice that comes with the DocuScan Plus. eSpeak. And eSpeak is also uh, a free screen reader software that also comes with the DocuScan Plus. Microsoft Speech should be five. And of six course, and the Microsoft um, SAPI, S-A-P-I voice also comes with it. If you want, that, that's just the standard voice. Now, if you want the extra voices, um, such as uh, Tom and Samantha, and those voices, the real speak voices, you can purchase those extra and add those also, but we haven't done that here. All right, I'm going to go back up. Speech voice text. And just for now, let's, um, for the fun of it, let's use the Neo speech voice. And so I stopped there, and I'm going to tab now. This is a test of your speech settings. List closed. Voice call list. And uh, as you can tell, he's a little fast, but there's one of our voices. What's one of our other choices here? Paul, three of three. Kate, two of three. Johnny, one of three. All right. And we're going to go back to Kate, two of three. Paul, three of three. Paul. And faster tab, button. and we're on the faster button. Slower button. And we tabbed, and we're on the slower button, and we're going to slow him down a little bit here. This is a test of your speech settings. And I hit the space bar, and I'm going to hit it again. This is a test of your speech settings. This is a test of your speech settings. This is a test of your speech settings. And that slowed him down some. And let's tab again. Higher button. If I wanted a higher pitch, we could do that. Lower button. I'm going to lower him a little bit. This is a test of your speech settings. This is a test of your speech settings. Well, maybe just. Higher button. We'll go one higher. This is a test of your speech settings. Lower button. And we're tabbing. Punctuation colon. List most. Three and of four. And the punctuation is set for most. I'm going to change that. All. Most. Some. And Two I of four. arrow up and down to get to the choices there. And we set it for some instead of most. Raise the pitch when reading a capital letter. Check box. Check. All right. Raise the pitch for a capital letter. Say the word cap when reading a capital letter. Check box. Not check. And we're not going to do that. Beep when reading a a capital letter check box not check and we're not going to beep at a capital letter okay button and there's our okay button system access preferences to text to speech preferences link all right and our third choice on our preferences screen magnification preferences link. we have magnification preferences and let's go take a look at that real quick screen magnification preferences magnify the screen check box not check if we want the screen magnified we can check that and temporarily we'll do that check larger button and there's a larger button smaller button smaller button invert colors in the magnified image check box not check and we can invert the color turn off magnification in the sa mobile network browser check box check okay button all right and because i really don't want large print cancel but reset button back to the start magnify the screen check box check and i turn check. check off larger and smaller. We'll invert colors in the ma turn off magno okay button go to the okay button system access preferences three screen magnification preferences all Link. right there's screen magnification and tab once that concludes this edition of main menu we trust you've enjoyed the program on behalf of the entire main menu team I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week